Hi, welcome to another episode of the Jagma Podcast. I'm your host, Victor. How are you doing today? So, of course, you know, on this podcast, we talk about the lived experiences of Nigerians in the diaspora. So on today's episode, I have with me a special guest, a business, would like to say a media business owner. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, good day, everyone uh, listening. I'm Ike Ade Oweade, the managing editor and the founder of what kept me up a, a media publication that focuses on film and TV shows, majorly in the Nigerian um, market. Yeah, what kept me up. Thank right. you for having me, Victor. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I still struggle to pronounce your name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It's Yoruba, in case you want. Yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of figured. <laughs> All right, so how have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, how have I been? I've been okay. I'm fine. Trying to complete my um my studies. At, yeah, that's what I'm trying to push for in the past couple of months. While also trying to uh find a main job, right? You might be wondering why a main job. And <laughs> this film publication doesn't exactly uh pay much yet, and even doesn't what can what can actually serve the blog, right? To up to run the blog, it doesn't pay that well. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing this past uh, few months, trying to balance it all, yeah. All right, so can I ask what you're studying? Uh, I am studying uh, North American studies, focusing on culture and sociology with a minor in economics. Interesting. And then you own what's kept me up. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to get into the details of how you're studying something very different and then operating a different, running a business in a different, well, I say industry. But before that, let's talk about your journey to Germany. How did that start for you? Uh, yeah, my journey to Germany. I would, that happened um, due to like family uh, migration. Yeah, let's call it that. Yeah, so family reunion. I, moved here with my family in 2015. So that was how that came about, coming right. to Germany. I mean, that sounds, that makes sense. And interesting because most of the people I've spoken to mostly traveled for school. But now that you moved with your family, how does the, how did the process come about? And maybe at what point also did you realize this was something that was going to happen? Um. <laughs> The process, I think it was, I don't know, interestingly, it was quite sh straightforward. And yeah, my dad had been living in uh, in in Germany, right? And moving here, I was about to start a university in Nigeria. But then, yeah, I remember just having to go for these interviews. And then uh, I was just, I was innocent. I didn't realize the, maybe the, mag I think the Japa wave was, still gradually becoming a thing then. So that I didn't realize maybe the magnet, oh, I'm actually, this is quite a huge opportunity. Just, oh yeah, I was really excited to begin my life in this Nigerian university back then. And then it happened that, oh, okay, yeah, it has worked out and you're going to be moving, yeah? Now, now, oh, okay. And then not knowing, I didn't really also, due to, not that I didn't take it seriously, right? I told that the magnitude I didn't realize. So I didn't really, I didn't really have this uh, focus or this plan either. Okay, what is it going to be in Germany? Okay, actually, I knew, I knew that, of course, it's a different place, but then I didn't really, act, at least my mom learned the language, right, in Nigeria and all of that, but then I didn't do any of that because I don't know. I just, I didn't, because I didn't, it wasn't a requirement for me, but then I, I could have done a lot more, right? Yeah. So coming in here, yeah, I didn't really prepare for the, I didn't prepare mentally and psychologically, and I don't think anyone can even be prepared for that. You know, even if when you prepare, you can't be you can't be well prepared here. Yeah. So that was how that was how it uh, came about. Interesting. I mean, because most times when people are planning to travel, they prepare at least mentally. Of course, even the mental preparation doesn't exactly mean that things are going to be easier, but. 
it still kind of gives you the idea that you're doing something. So I'm wondering, now that you didn't exactly prepare for it and then you came, how do things feel different from what you were used to? And at what point did you realize that, oh, shit, I should have maybe prepared myself differently? Um, at what point did I, uh, let me start with that part. At what point did I realize that, oh, okay, that was when I reached the airport oh, <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> And then I looked around. I'm someone, I'm a visual. You see, I like when I'm on the, going on the road, I like reading things. I look around yeah. and I had a poster, an advert, a billboard. I'm trying to take it. Oh, yeah, I saw this poster. Oh, so getting there, look around, I could barely read anything. Or like, what the hell is this? Gee, I, didn't, oh, I didn't realize the magnitude. Okay, what they said is actually true. Not that they were lying, but okay, it's actually true. <laughs> this is, it, that was also my first time um, out of the country, right? So, I was like, okay, wow, I've really landed and this is a whole different world. And then I had, I remember I had like this headache and uh, this, yeah, that kind of headache. And I could barely, the trip from the uh, airport to the uh, apartment, right? Yeah. And the taxi, looking outside, not being able to, usually in Nigeria, I'm looking around, not being able to read, understand, only just something, just a very, just very few things, right, at this point. So just looking around, not being able to read them, and okay, I have work to do. Okay, yeah, I have a lot. At that point, I need to add what I would have to do, right? And I, oh, yeah, this is a new place, and that was when it dawned on me that, yeah, this, this, there was so much to be done, yeah, to. Uh, integrate what they call it and then get into the uh, German society. Has the German improved now? Uh, yes, I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Moving back then, I think I was, again, I was uh, a, should I say, teenager. I was uh, what they call uh, under, under age. Yeah. So I had to go into the German school system, right? Okay. Uh, and going to the German school system required uh, uh, knowing a lot of German and because I had to do a lot of the course, the, not even like university, I had to go back to like uh, the last two, three more years then to get like my abitur, that is like the oh, no. high school living certificate, which you then used to uh, get into university. Yeah, so I had to really learn a lot of German then. But then nonetheless, despite... I, I'm not really exactly proud of my German because they still they struggle with the just I can read and understand, but then there's just this struggle that still happens right, with pronunciations because I really love like again it took me a long time to really put myself out there to try to speak, speak with people. Yeah, so that really but I was scared. You didn't, I don't know. Some people when the best people that learn this language, people who you don't mind making mistakes, people make fun, people would also correct you. But me, I, I if I cannot speak a perfect sentence, I'll not. I'll rather not say it. But then, I don't think that's the best way to uh, learn a language. You should, you should be ready to make these mistakes. So I wasn't ready to at the start. And think, I think that uh, really slowed my learning down, like for a bit. Before I started putting myself out there, and then, of course, based on experience, after a while, like interaction with people over time, right? Then I eventually came into this person that okay now really understands them. Ah, okay, this is what this teacher was saying that time. Okay, now it makes sense based on the experience. But I just really wish I put myself out there back then to make more mistakes. Yeah, but then my German has improved, I would say. I mean, I think that makes sense. For me too, I still struggle to speak German. And I think it's something that happens to everybody that learns the language. Most of us, we can read better than we can speak. Yeah. So you mentioned you had to go back to high school. So I'm yeah. curious as to how you felt knowing that you had finished high school back in Nigeria and then you're in a new country and you have to go back like three more years. How did that feel for you? Uh back back then, or back then looking back at I think I was uh I don't know. I think I found it like a new chance. Yeah, let me call it a new chance. Because in the first place, I think I don't think I really a lot of maybe a lot of things I want to study in Nigeria is based on oh what would make you the most money, where you think. So I found it like a new chance, like a new lease at life. Like, oh yeah, you have a new chance to really do what you might want to do. You have the opportunities, right? To 
that they, there's like an expanded um, options on what I can do, right? If I decide, so that I really took that uh, seriously. Like, okay, I have a chance to do what I want to do at this point. And yeah, so that was the biggest positive that didn't make me really uh, depressed or something. But of course, there were challenging days at, along the line. But then at first, oh, yeah, okay, this is a new chance. Let's do it. Let's get into the Lent German for like uh, one year at a go, right? The, the first day was like this integration class, uh, I think up to B1. And yeah. then from there, okay, I go back to the school and then, uh, then okay, yeah, no problem. And then along the line also, based on the interaction and all of that, uh, German also improved. And yeah, there were challenges, there were definitely challenges. And um, yeah, so I think I saw it as a new chance to do something with life compared to what I would have uh, studied in Nigeria. I don't think I, I was going to study statistics or something. I don't think I really I was going to something about statistics and something like that. No, that's definitely not. I, I, would, mean, I, I think that makes sense because also I think since I came here, I've also realized that there are more opportunities and I've found myself to an extent even trying to explore them and basically calm down. But then it's also the... Oh, well, I'm still trying to figure things out. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what kept me up. So what, what kept me up? How did you arrive at the name? And what exactly do you do at what kept me up? What kept me up? <laughs> okay. Um, so I just started as, again, as a personal blog, right? Unofficially, about five, six years already, I would say five years, let's say five years. And really running as a personal blog just from time to time when I watched something really good. So it was mostly things that I found interesting and what not wanted to write something about, right? So it wasn't really big reviews or uh, work of critic, right? So uh, people used to, I guess so, now, again, let's go back. This German is something really gave me opportunities, right? So doing, learning the German and everything and having so much time along between those spaces, of course, while you're just learning German, I have had like a lot of um, free time, free spaces. And then also I was into watch a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. Also, they also, oh, if you want to learn German faster, you have to watch. So I was doing everything in English and German and everything all together. So this, I really found there's this newfound love for movies and TV shows. And, and of course, my friends and other peers in Nigeria did they were going on with school and all of that. So it was like me. I had free time on my hand, a lot more free time. And they, they were busy. So a lot of time I would watch a lot of things. And it was, ah, guy, you have time to watch this. You have time to watch that. Guy, they enjoy you. So a uh, lot of times back then, they've been busy. I guess I would be the one to be giving them recommendations. Like, oh, we, for their uh, limited time and resources, oh, this is what you should watch. This is what you should know. Okay, I recommend that. Oh, I rec oh have you seen this one? Watch this one. Oh, that kind of. So they already, they already knew me. Like, oh, if you don't know what to oh, ask, 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 yes, definitely watch it. Or even if he hasn't, he would tell you something. And so that was how it started. And it's almost like a close friend told me, oh, start the blog now, start writing about it. That's what they tell you, right? And then so uh, I then I, that was how that started with the blog, right? And then just my own personal Twitter account and my personal Instagram account. And then, yeah, so to the name, I saw most time, okay, so uh, going to school the next day or having to do something else the, uh, the, yeah, the next day. And so after watching, I used to binge watch a lot of things. I used to spend late nights watching, watching the days of Stranger Things season one, Orange is the New Black, when Netflix first came into Germany then. So like, wow, there was so much to watch. And the next day, you know, my parents or they would, they would ask, oh, what kept you up last night? Or what were you <laughs> busy doing? What were you busy doing? Or that kind of thing. So I think that just kept ringing in my head. Like, oh, what kept me up? So I had like different variations. Like, oh, should I say what keeps me up? I had because I was really conflicted. Should it be what keeps me up or what kept me up? And I, I just uh, ended up again based on uh, an, a friend's advice, right? I just, oh, which one is better? And then so what kept me up? It's really more, I don't definite and like the question they would ask exactly. And although what keeps me, what keeps me up makes sense to an extent, right? Yeah. What keeps you up regularly? But this one, you're just it's like an answer to a particular question. Oh, what kept you up last night? And yeah, so then that was how that came about. And I just told the friend to help me work on a logo. And 
yeah, the text format logo that looks like a TV. That's the one we've been using until today. And then, yeah, and then and three years ago, that was in 2021. And he said, ah, okay, Net Netflix is coming to Nigeria. Like, yeah, I was excited. I was like, ah, this is mad content. Too. That means I knew I knew and understood Netflix as oh, Netflix, they really they were like groundbreak the things they the project they took on right they didn't just take on any project i didn't and they were really uh they were not conservative they were not trying to just please what the purest or the, the a lot of things as much as i also love going to think about like the kind of project and stories were so like ah oh, thank god our these filmmakers will get chance to make their film i was like oh, and i will make film and uh, this person will make film i was really thinking about the uh the uh, non-mainstream filmmakers are like this is an opportunity for them. That was what I thought then, right? Like, oh my God, this will make me we finally know of just this certain filmmaking. I was really excited that this is the people that Netflix will give and they have um, money to write a lot of it. So I was really excited. I was like, ah, oh, so, but like, I remember when I'm watching all of these movies, right? The American ones, and uh, then I follow up on it on all these publications and things about like the Nigerian space. I did not really find anybody covering it the way. I used to enjoy it. Yeah. Or the other, not of course. If I say there was not any, I would be lying. They were helpful, but then it's either they were not fully a film publication. They were doing fashion, music, and other things, right? Because it's best. I understand that because trying to cover a lot of market generally. Then, but then nobody was really doing film. And then the other ones is either they were also epileptic. They were not like um uh, frequent with their posts. Yeah, they were not. Yeah, they were not consistent. Thank you. Yeah. Were not consistent with the uh, with their publication. I'll check their page. I was, oh, they didn't put. They're not posting like three months, and you'll be wondering, are they still there? And then you then you realize, oh, they actually still there, but then they, they just don't because this thing itself doesn't. I guess a lot of people have they are the, people who run this thing. They have like their main jobs. This thing is just like it started like as a hobby, right? Yeah. So yeah. that was how we came. Oh, let me just do this. Netflix people. Are, someone has to cover what they will be doing. Someone has to write these things. That was my excitement, right? That was where my excitement stemmed from. Like, oh, Netflix is coming to Nigeria. Oh, they are definitely going to produce a ton, lot of food. Like, we're going to have a lot of projects. Uh, who is going to write now that we can't? That was like the, uh, the what inspired me to like, oh, let me really expand the team and get more people. And then COVID happened and the Netflix could not really do anything at the start, right? Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of the, the number of projects that they planned, they, they could not really get to most of them. Nigeria described it. So that was, the beginning was really bumpy. No. Uh, uh, and, but then along the line, I really had the, I then, you know, when you start something, you have a clearer idea of what you want to do. And it was getting clearer. Oh, okay. Netflix is coming. But then there are actually other people that also uh, need this. Oh, yeah. get this. In the, then I started getting to know the industry more. And I'm really glad, right, that the first set of people I got on board, they are really awesome and really helpful and supportive right because i i'm not a trained managing editor i'm not a trained editor i'm learning on the job a lot of we've made the number of mistakes we've made a number of goofs that means myself i've gone back to laugh at them but then they were really supportive and the first there was fridaus uh and uh olamide they were really wonderful uh film essays and they, they understood film they were also wanted and i also learned a lot of things from them along the line and so and their their works, particularly these two people, Fidel and Olami, they, their reviews was what really pushed what kept me up out there. Their voice, their opinion on how they understood and loved film, and the way they worked also helped me to know better what I wanted out of um, the publication. And yeah, that was how it came to be. Yeah. I think I think that sounds interesting. The interesting thing you mentioned was also how there seemed to be, um, let's say there's a need to fill in the space in terms of writing about films in Nigeria. I mean, I, I love movies a lot too. And I've been advised to, to write because I used to, I actually do sometimes give um, feedback or write things about the films I enjoy on my WhatsApp status. If I don't enjoy it, I don't write about it. So okay. I've been advised by a couple of people to start a blog sort of thing to write reviews. And I'm always yeah. like, if I start, I'm not going to be consistent. There's no need to start something that people are already doing and they are, I'm doing it in the same way they are going to do it. So I think it's important that, I think I like the fact that you mentioned how you understood that that challenge existed and you were trying to also find a way to fill it in when you are trying to expand into um, expand your team. 
which is like very, which is like a, a real thing. And so far, because I also read a few of your a, a few things from um, a few of the reviews. I've read a few reviews from your platform, and I think it's actually one of the best reviews I've seen from Nigerian publications in terms of how detailed the reviews are covering almost all the perspective you'd expect from a film, from the story to the um, technicalities and things along the line. So let's talk about expanding. So when you expanded and you were working with people who are resident in Nigeria, how did that, how did, how did things change first when you expanded and how do you manage to work with a team that I'm sure maybe you've not even met in the first place? Yeah. Um, so how did that happen? And these people were just really supportive and understanding because, yeah. So um, we just put out a post. I just opened the we had the blog already, right? So I just added a new page on the blog. Uh, career. Look at how I looked at how other companies do their career. Something I spoke with my I think my sister, and some my one of my friends when they helped out and then we just did that in oh job description requirements uh, <laughs> and the uh, salary or what you'll be expecting from us or what your job required that kind of thing and what they should send as a CV and we got like a couple of uh, applications that even some of the people that we did end up uh, picking or in the in the in the um, permanent in the permanent contributor role they are, they are still like uh, friends or people that I still contact when we need like a guest contribution that's how uh, interesting this process was and we had to interview them and then check out what they had written and we ended up on two people right yeah Olamide and uh and Fridaus and they were also Ibadan based and yeah I think they had also freshly or they were about to finish from uh school so that also helped a lot because it's really difficult for something that doesn't really pay really well to make it your main job so it's either you're in school you're about to serve or you have something else happening on yeah. the side, yeah. So they were just going to finish school and go on to serve, and so that really worked well for them, and they really love uh, movies also. Yeah, so these people came on board, and everything happened uh, online, right? And I think I want to believe that also, it's also my experience being in Germany. I don't know, if I was in, if I was in Nigeria, I don't think I would have taken this uh, step or something. I'll probably be frustrated in my statistics class or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so my I think something there are just stages that would have just molded me. I guess so. How everything came to be, I don't know. I didn't take any training or anything, but I just realized, oh my god, this is just happening naturally. I've seen the way people have been uh, efficient in certain ways. The way I've seen maybe some uh, Germans or some the way they keep their files and their folders, um, this and that, and they were really, really. Uh, the paperwork and everything. So I was really, I was really detailed in that aspect. Oh, I was like really not freaked out, but I took up the challenge. Oh yeah, this is going to be challenging. So I really had to be serious. There was like this Google Drive, created different folders, named them, really made it really detailed. And then so there was when they came on board, also I had to take them through all of these folders. Everything was specially named and explained. What various documents. You would think I'd done this job for like I'd like I'd like I'd been doing this job somewhere before, but then everything I had no everything was just from research and experience from what I'd seen or what I think a publication should be like. So that was how the setup started. We had a lot of document on what to do, what not to do, how to do it. Oh, make sure your review. Never forget to mention the socio-cultural uh, aspect of how a film affects. The people of the society that should always be added also the technicalities as much as you can don't just talk about the acting don't just this and that that was what really guided us and we had a lot of meetings yeah we never we never joked with our monthly meetings so, so we used to meet at least once a month yeah just to plan and to discuss and to look back at the previous month all of which still happened online it, it still took me like and yes, first time I met, even the two of them, they eventually left without an alarm. I, I, the first time I met them, like, was last year. I'm not, I've not still met Fidaus, <laughs> but we yeah. still talk a lot. And yeah. like, they had to leave for various because when they get, they have to do something else or something bigger. This ends up being like a 
uh, disruption or something here yeah, that can't do it both. Yeah, so Olamide, I met him for the first time last year when, when I was in Nigeria and Frida was, I've still not met her and I'm like, okay, still intrigued. Like, oh, I can't wait to meet uh, at some point and yeah. So it took a lot of planning and organization just to be able to run it um, remotely, yeah, I would say. All right. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned how Germans are very organized. And I think that's something that rubs off of anybody that lives in Germany after a short while, because before you know it, you have a, a rack full of paperwork <laughs> you just have to secure. And yeah. kind of ingrains in you the need to always have your papers ready. And I think, like you mentioned, it kind of also helped in how you've been running your, your um, what's kept me up. And I think it makes sense because even with my studies, I've become more organized. I see myself, I think with everything actually, these are when I send things to people, I'm always, it's always from a Google Drive because I don't even want to risk losing anything, any data, any information. And yeah, I think it's also, I think it makes sense because eventually the environment one lives in has a way of affecting the experience or how they do things in the long run. Yep. I was also going to ask, being that you started what kept me up, why didn't you, or why did, why were you not considering, wasn't there at any point to why you started maybe thinking, perhaps I should explore um, studying movies as opposed to something quite different? Um, yeah, thank you for that question. And <laughs> honestly, this, I find this uh, discussion is going to also help me a lot to just maybe take the time to self-reflect a bit on the past <laughs> few years. Um, yeah, why? Yeah, hey, can you repeat the last part of the question again? I think the question is: Were you? Did you at any point consider studying films since you started? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, Europe? yeah. Of course, yeah. So my studies, it's uh, this kind of, it's really interdisciplinary, which is what I really love about it. I'm not. I think I'm someone. I don't like being stuck, just doing one thing. I get bored quickly. I just start. Oh my God, why am I? doing this after starting and then I realized oh this isn't what I should do. So I had the fear. Now if, even if I would uh, learn something in German right to my bachelor because of course I, I had to go back to the school and do this school in German right the, to get the habitual. But then nevertheless you know my you know like I had the best uh, German right but then I could still scale through. I successfully got the habitual but then I knew oh I struggled. Maybe what's my classmates would spend 30 minutes to read or to study me, I would spend one hour, 30 minutes longer checking dictionary, checking the, everything. So like, if I'm going to university like this or more, it has to be something that I would really want to study and enjoy and not really uh, uh, kill my, not kill myself over, but like say, oh my God, I'll just beat myself over, over right? So yeah, uh, so these studies, it's really interdisciplinary. It merges, uh, it has culture, economics, history, literature, politics, uh, yeah, of North America. So you have to pick two to major in and then one a minor. And then I'm majoring in culture and sociology and the minor is in, minor is in economics, but then you still have a little bit of knowledge from the literature and the politics aspect of it. So why these studies? In these studies, I still have the chance, there are like certain uh, modules that, for example, this culture or sociology, there are certain modules that deal with media or deal with film in particular, which uh, which uh, helps me with uh, such knowledge on uh, especially how film affects society or how it works with society, things like that. So uh, it wasn't entirely, it's not entirely a, a studies that doesn't have something to do with what, and that's one lucky thing about um, such at or what it, or this um, courses. yeah this kind of courses I wanted and just really they went that's when say what do you want to do in future what do you want to do with it you say I can work anyway I can do anything <laughs> that's what people like us always say because but most times most of we didn't know what we wanted to do at the start right so there are a lot of modules right so when eventually also the way the studies is designed right Maybe this can also help other people that want to study. Again, it's in English, right? That, and that's one of the bachelor courses in English that you find because most of the English ones are masters, right? So yeah. it was in English. So uh, picking it, you can really, when you're designing, you can design 
what you want to study, like the modules you want to pick. So I'm the one that will now look closer. Okay, which modules uh, relate or is in line with my interest, Your which interest, is media yeah. and feel. So I was really picking it out. So I had a, a lot of modules I had to do maybe politics and films in the US, race and equality and inequality in the US, uh, gender, so, 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 or in film. Mm, books, media in the US, print something, print culture in the US. So those were the those were the things I picked that helped me to design uh, my uh, studies. That eventually it adds up or merges to or oh, something that still helps me out in the film uh, in the film area. And of course, yeah, I would have loved to I would have loved to study um, film, but who knows? Maybe possibly as a master's or something. I'm, Maybe yeah, that's still something I might I might be open to to learning and a, a lot of other things also revolving around film. They've been uh, self learning on my own, yeah, just researching YouTube videos. Yeah, that's how it has been. I, th I think that makes sense. Okay, I mean I didn't see the correlation between your studies and what's kept me up. So I think now that you've explained it, I, it makes so much sense. So you also mentioned that two of your, the first two people you hired for what kept me up had to leave eventually. So at the point they left, what was the, at that point, have you expanded the team to include more people or was it after they left, you had to add more people? And then how, what's, okay, I think let's clarify that for the first as the next question, yeah. Um, luckily, they didn't leave at the same time, the okay. two. Yeah, so one first left then. So when that one was leaving, we had to replace you get so someone else replaced him and also joined us and learned uh, how we do things and all of that. And eventually the second one that like founding team member also had to leave and then so it wasn't like both of them leaving at once would have been crushing. Man. <laughs> I can imagine. So, luckily it wasn't at the same time that they left, or there was almost uh within a short period from uh when the first person left, but it wasn't at the exact same time. So when the first person left, someone else came, uh, we onboarded the person. He also learned a couple of things and yeah, that was how it happened. Okay, so now how do you ensure that you hire people who are not just capable of doing the work, but are dedicated to doing the work? I ask this question particularly because when you hear about people talk about doing business in Nigeria, it's always there's always this conversation about the fear of being cheated out by employees or staff and just hiring people who are not dedicated to their work. So how do you ensure that the people you are getting on board are not just people who love film, who can write, but who are also going to be committed and dedicated to the task that you are going to be assigning them? Um. I think a lot of it has to do with trust and mm, I don't even know. Well, that was quite bold. I also had the support of my uh my sister, Woodlock. She's also so much luck, so much things just were just fitting into each other. She's uh uh she's in the field of human resources, HR. So mm -hmm. <laughs> she helped out with a lot of these uh hiring processes and things, right? Yeah, so. It wasn't so they were just again, I, as I mentioned, there were folders, there were documents. Now, this is what you do, this I do almost an answer for every question that one that a team member, someone who is working, that you might come up with. There's an answer for it. Like, I remember back then when someone asking a question, I'll say, Have, have you read? God, I remember, I, it's, I remember when I was also doing an internship in a German um, workplace, I was there was this document that had to like, uh, read a lot of things at the start too. So that was where I took the inspiration from them. So when I had a question, the person would say, oh, have you gone to check paragraphs? So, 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 so. Yeah. And uh, are you sure you read it? Then I'll be embarrassed and I'll go and actually, oh, the answer to what I needed was actually, and that helped the workplace to run efficiently, right? So going into work, that also helped me to create such a document where there was like a long list. I, before the, we eventually started, started, I was already putting in ideas. So it wasn't something that you just sit down at once and come up with, you update it over. So going into January, 2021, when we started, we had already started planning like since, mentally I'd already been planning to like maybe uh, September, August, September, down to start something 
are in the next year. So I was already putting in ideas, notes, in documents. So these things are already not like something. It's not like I created it within a week or in a day. It was a bunch of ideas brainstorming on my own or just typing it and then eventually um, fleshing them out and then expanding it to be something that people want to, that can help people. Yeah. So again, back to your question. When, if they had a question or if there was a problem, there was an answer for it or there was a repercussion for it, whether if or you do something or you don't do it, there's something that would uh, that would follow in a document, let's call it like a Bible or something, that kind of stuff. So we had that kind of uh, document in uh, our, our shared folder. And luckily, again, around this time, that was when remote job became a thing that it's really boomed. Yeah, so... Honestly, it has just been, I don't the universe and God. <laughs> and yeah, so as remote work became a thing, so a lot of people really uh, were open to their, because when we first um, started, I remember a lot of the people that applied, I said, oh, so where, where is it? Where are you? Where are we based? When we just started, where are we based? Uh, oh, where do I have to be coming to? Like, where am I? So maybe it was really like, um, not not like we were starting a new idea or something, but people are not. Uh, you they could not believe that they didn't have to show up even at any place. We did not meet any of them. Yeah. <laughs> not, I don't think we even asked for a referee or anybody. We just <laughs> so they didn't have to show up at anywhere, even maybe the first week or anything. Just we just we are working remotely. We just had a Telegram group and all of that because Telegram is really easy for such things to search and to keep yeah, images and videos and all of that. Yeah, so that was how it um it happened. And when they came on board was just a series of meetings and discussions and understanding. I think once you have the understanding, you make things clear. Honestly, that's one thing I think maybe that I've also learned, right, in my experience in Germany. There's, you can over-communicate bit by what you've said or not said. You cannot just try to make things as clarified or as clarifiable as possible. As possible, yeah. As much as you can make it right. So there's no, I did not know, there's no, ah, you did not say that. Nope, I don't know. Very few people can try that with me. I'll push you into a corner. <laughs> like, oh, didn't you see that? Didn't you? I'll, because I even I really like making people feel that way. Like when you try to play smart or something, no, that was written there, or that was mentioned there, or you cannot say you did not see this. And then when and when the and then when of course we didn't have an answer for every question. So that also yeah. happened. So as we were learning on the job and all of that, when something came up, I was noting it down immediately. Now, okay, this is something that's come up. I didn't foresee this so now i need to have an answer oh now we have an answer oh now we have a solution for how we are going to be solving this particular problem so that was a lot of learning also happened in this in this uh aspect and honestly it was just i guess we just all loved what we were doing and this people they just really loved uh, nollywood and film in general and it was really exciting i think people were like, ah i'm writing about film something that i love so they found that really interesting and uh, yeah, so and nobody really wanted to let themselves down, and I think they bought into the vision, and yeah, thankfully, thankfully they did. They just bought into the vision, and then they came on board, and they really understood what we were going for, what we wanted to do. Was they to I guess they saw that gap and say, oh, what are we trying to solve? And we're all just trying to solve it and solve it with each article, with each essay that we were publishing. Yeah. I mean, that sounds, that sounds very interesting. And I'm happy you've had a good experience in terms of the people you're working with. But I imagine that there must have been some shaggy experiences too. And I'm really curious about what that sounds like for you running a business <laughs> that is based in Nigeria. Because I know if, they, if at the very least there is NEPA issue that could affect deadlines yeah. and all of that. So let's hear okay. some of that too. Shaggy. Uh, should with employees or with Nollywood film? Okay, we are going with employees. Let's talk about the employees. Then you're talking about Nollywood films. <laughs> And uh, with employees, I the normal dead maybe deadlines. Um, oh, there wasn't light. Oh, the uh, I could rain, rain was falling. And I could not get to the cinema because they, they had to watch a lot of cinema films. That was another thing I wanted to do: oh, go to cinema to watch this film and review it. Not only the films uh online, Honestly, and also yeah. uh at the start, also all oh, were saying, oh, they didn't really realize how much. Nollywood films, they would have to watch <laughs> this too. So maybe they need, so uh, they were like, uh, so at the point where we were like, oh, you have to really write more Nollywood review. Okay, yeah, this is, we're actually finding uh, uh, what we should uh, market our target uh, readers. We really have to do this. They were reluctant. I really had to show them and uh, make them understand, oh, why we really have, 
why we really had to do it now. Yeah, why? So why it's important. That, yeah, why it was important. And I there's no there was no really bad experience. Just missed deadlines and then texting them. Okay, when are you going to submit? And also just learning how to deal with deal with such. Yeah, but nobody really gave me a bad experience. Like as an employee, yeah, yeah, just normal stuff. Writers, I understand writers. We writers, we are <laughs> quite difficult. <laughs> Miss deadline, give yourself your own deadline, and yeah. So we just have to. There's always a balance, and okay, make them their warnings, their reprimand. Sometimes, oh no, you can't do that, and all of that. Yeah, all of that has come up at some. But there's no really bitter experience amongst all everything that has happened. And for Shege, we didn't, uh, maybe not Hollywood filmmaker, to just be, maybe not being able to uh, attend the number of, quite a number of events that we get invitation where we, we are supposed to be attending a lot more than we have, but then we cannot really attend, right? And that's been the major um, challenge. And a bitter experience also, not, I guess, oh, with Hollywood filmmakers would be um, not being uh, receptive to the reviews at the start because that was the first thing i think that really blew us up we were like notorious for this really serious i won't call them ash because those things were not ash honestly if, if you read ash, i don't you think know. your reviews are hard at least yeah. i've never read anyone that yeah, is I mean, if you one read that, a you... negative review i've never read anyone that i think is a harsh review exactly so uh so i so but then for i guess for the nollywood space that was to them like how are these people you get uh, what are they doing so and then they knew that we're not just saying anything and not like not that we're not trying to make friends, but then we're just doing our own thing. Honestly, we're just having fun. We're just having fun. And maybe it was almost we almost took it like a project. So we're just having fun and we enjoyed what we were doing. So that really counted a lot. So it wasn't like we were expecting or waiting for an immediate uh uh people people to clap for us or something we're just doing what we loved and writing these things and explaining it how we saw it and how we understood uh film and people who saw it for what they were like ah okay yeah these people are really writing this uh, thing in this particular way and they really um they really enjoyed it and they saw what we were doing uh, but then for nollywood filmmakers were not really receptive and of course i won't i'm not blaming they don't have to be so a couple blocked us back then they would block us on instagram or block us on twitter even without being mentioned on anything maybe they just found the review under the hashtags or something and yeah i think that's mostly maybe being called that and then okay without even blocking they might even slide into the dm to leave you a couple of words before they now block you and you cannot respond that's always painful like ah, <laughs> so you gave me words you don't let me reply, you're not blocking. Let me let me say my own too bad. Not that I want to insult, but then just say something back. At least give me a chance. <laughs> give me a chance before then. After I reply, you cannot block me. But don't leave message. I'll not start reading. I'll not want to say my own. You're not blocking me. That's unfair. Please. Maybe for that, I want to block us in future. Please. For you first send message, let me read it and respond. Then they'll just leave message and they'll say, oh, oh now I don't want a bad blood in my space. I'll get by. I'll not block you. And then, oh, my God. That's too boring. So that was it. Get and then I was of course there were also like panics like oh my god they are blocking us and like oh then they are releasing the importance or the worth of what we are doing and yeah and I think a couple eventually even unblocked us I guess they just again they've come to embrace and maybe just ignore it oh if they don't want to read it they would not read it yeah but then there are just one or two that still have us blocked please unblock us. <laughs> yeah, that's been it mostly. That's been most of the, to be the Shege at the start. Yeah, and to, I really, to, to really took us by storm. Really took by, wow. <laughs> like, Nollywood, like, I do come and beat you, this and that, or such jokes. <laughs> to be fair, I think the conflict between filmmakers and um, critics has always been there. But I don't know. I think in Nollywood, it seems to be on a different level altogether because I don't know why the filmmakers take the reviews. They seem to take the reviews personally, like as if is a, is a, is a dent on their image or person. And I don't also think that a bad review means that they are bad filmmakers. It could just be that that particular film didn't just work. And then for, yeah. for, for film that is very subjective, it's possible for two critics or reviewers to see a film, one thing's a good film, one thing's a bad one. And the fact that doesn't mean that the one that sees a bad film 
hates you or is after your pro. I really, I don't want to go into all of that, but it's <laughs> interesting. It's interesting that you mentioned it. So what I was going to ask again, I think you've talked about it briefly was how do you think the, um, your business would have been different were you running the business solely in Nigeria? And from that, like if you're based in Nigeria or anything from Nigeria, how do you think things would have been different? Hmm. I think if I was in Nigeria, um, I would be there to attend more physical events, film screenings, premieres, press junkets and things like that. Yeah, so and yeah, so uh, I hope that people don't see us that way. Because as things stand, they might see what kept me. Oh, they don't do this. They don't come to get that. We are, we are not mixing with. And we really would love to please. Oh, in case you listen, we really would love to. But then just give us some more time. We are currently working on it. <laughs> yeah. So we would really love to attend more events and, of course, to cover it the way we should. Right. There's also a way to cover such um such film uh, related events and yeah, that's something that would have changed. That would, be dead as much as we can, of course, as much as our budget uh, allows us. So that's something we would really lo love to still do more of to cover these things the way they should be covered. And if I was there in Nigeria, is there any, on any other thing that would have changed? Yeah, so the, of course, yeah, so the result of attend, being able to attend these events would be the networking opportunities and uh, getting to this, I guess, maybe when they have, when there's this, this thing that you don't, you know, maybe a lot of reviews that they used to read and they knew people behind them. And so what kept me about this change? Who are these people? Why are we are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they, they could not put their hand on, what, where, they, where did this people just come from? So they, there was this change, this, uh, like, what this, where, where, where have they come from? So there was a spirit or something that they could not figure out, just so that could have given us a lot of vibes of, oh, where are these people eating from? Where are they just um, being mean from? But then maybe if they could attach like a face, a face. Or, or a physical something to it, they would, then it humanizes us to an extent. That, oh, okay. Your people are actually people. You're not just uh, like a computer generated eating machine or something. So I guess this event would have would afford us and would have afforded us opportunity to network, to meet these people if they don't beat us. Because meet them and then talk to them and then they understand us on a human level, right? So, but then mostly so far it has happened only virtually online and yeah, a number of filmmakers also appreciate what we do, right? Even if they can't really say it out there because they understand, oh, people don't really like what we do as critics, that aspect of our work, right? So, you know, a couple of them send us DMs, oh, we love what you do. Thank you so much for speaking this or being honest. Some even say, oh, come and review my film. Like, I want to hear that honest one, right? That happened. And then that was even part of some of the words that kept us going. Like, well, okay, some people actually even want this and they were ready to take that form of feedback. They're like, oh, yeah, I want to tell your review. Uh, yeah, the person that wrote that one, let, let him make my own, that kind of thing. And they, no, even, they didn't just want it privately. They wanted us to even publish it. And I'm like, ah, it's going to be honest. So it's going to be this. Until, yeah, I know. I read your review now. Don't worry. It's fine. That's what I want. And then that. That has happened a couple of a couple of times, but then I guess that just happened for those people, despite not having like a human aspect to it. Yeah. But then, so I, those being able to attend, being able to attend those events would have given us, uh, would have humanized us to an to an extent, and it can still do that. It can still give us that opportunity to meet these people, understand me, understand them to an extent. But then maybe they won't. I would understand them better, and then they would understand me. Uh, better from where we stand and realize that maybe we're even saying the, we're all saying the same thing but then maybe we're not just hearing ourselves and then taking them to the might just we, we all want a better industry right and True. that might just be it at the end of the day yeah i think i think that makes sense now that i've established some of these things do you think that you might want to return to nigeria just to run to be able to achieve some of these things or have you like had any do you have any things in place to make sure you're still able to achieve all of that even when you're not in Nigeria, physically. Uh, what do you mean? Can you? I mean, do you, are you considering moving back to Nigeria in order to achieve things oh, okay. you uh, or do you have plans to figure them out while still being out of Nigeria? Um, yeah, I think um the work will definitely 
still take me back there and I'll spend a lot of I'll spend a lot of time in in Nigeria. Yeah, I will. Yeah, it's still going to it's still going to take me back there. But then it has to be able to that's be able to the work has to be paying enough to to pay for my ticket, <laughs> not for my personal <laughs> not for my personal finance or something. Yeah, so I guess maybe when eventually, yeah, I'll do, of course that's the industry we want to cover from that angle. Okay? So it makes the most sense to be able. Yeah, I I'm not someone running away from Nigeria. I don't. I really love the place and yeah. I think the work will still take me back there as much as it demands. Yeah, as much as it demands, I will be there when I need to be and when I can. Yeah. Okay, fair. So let's talk briefly about how your experiences living in Germany has also affected or influenced the way you run your business. Of course, you've mentioned the issue about documentation, which you learned. And also said something about how maybe this would not have existed if you'd only been in Germany. But are there maybe other things that you've not mentioned that you think? may have influenced or impacted the way you run your business or you don't want what's kept me up? Let me see. I can still, let me take some seconds to just really think about that. Okay, that's fine. Uh, one comes to mind already, but I'm trying to think of another one. Living in Germany. Living in Germany. I mean, this of course also be some of the experiences you've had that maybe it doesn't have to be. They don't have yeah. to. Be, I mean, just like very usual, maybe it could be just a normal experience, something yeah. seen and things like that. Uh, I think even the language itself. Let's start from the the language itself. Okay. Learning the language, uh, it has helped me to also understand English better, to an extent, because there are some things that maybe learning English in Nigeria that we didn't pay attention just because we we're learning it as a language that was official to us and like our native language to an extent. We, there are some parts of the structure or something that we just, we just know how it works, but then we don't really pay attention. Oh, this is the system to it. and that. But then learning German has forced, or forced me to really understand that part of it. Oh, okay, so this is why this, we actually say this thing like this in, in English, I wish I had an example about that has happened. That, okay, yeah, this I think is when this I was is. sorry to cut you short. I think when I was yeah. learning the dative, the German okay. dative, yeah, I think it made me realize that I never paid attention to what the dative looks like in like in English. Not like I don't know them because I think yeah. you also learn them in school, but it's just something I never paid attention to. Yeah, things, yeah, things like that. And even it even I think as much as it also robbed me of my vocabulary, it also gave me some more vocabulary. Because a lot of times yeah, that's an aspect I'm lost. I don't even know which like I'm I'm missing certain certain words. And yeah, and the other aspect, the second I can remember right now being maybe uh that's helped us is we were able this first time I heard about this role is yeah in Germany, students role or student assistant role, that kind of yeah. thing. And yeah, so we're thinking, oh, come on, a lot of people in Nigeria definitely are like this. I don't know, maybe Nigeria, where I was talking to my sister, who is the HR specialist, because um, <laughs> okay, we, we have really limited budgets. How much yeah. can we maximize the labor and outputs with this limited budget? So like the people that we can hire, the more people, the more people that we can hire to help us out with certain things could be students who want who need money, right? Who can make use of the money work on the side and they are going to be getting experience at the same time. And yeah. then like we can start something like this um student job, we call it a student job, and then of course they are going to be making money at the same time. It has to be someone who loves them and then get the experience, everything all together. Like this would really work well in Nigeria. I was not asking that, ah, why don't we have this student uh, role in Nigeria? Then she, then she reminded me that, oh, yeah, they're in Nigeria. When, once you are studying that, we most will just focus on their studies. If you are doing a student role, maybe you are selling something or doing something within, not really something that, not like, yeah, maybe you are taking a couple of days to go to the office to go and work. And then you're yeah, also studying on some days. But then luckily for us, again, it was it's going to be a remote job. You might even be going to class and then you're yeah, just um, keeping up, um, managing our social media for us as a student um, employee. So that was something that we were able to, that I was able to come up with, thanks to my experience there, that they were able to design something in that uh, line 
for a role and yeah that, that helped us and we have uh, someone who is even still with us and she's really learning a lot along the line while studying i think she's in her second year or third year and yeah she's really enjoying so she really has to she has to be someone who really loves the film for what it films for what it is and she knows that she doesn't have to appear anywhere physically or have to go to any office she also she get a lot of tasks she can get it done at her own time as long as she meets the deadline so like, this is a really wonderful idea that we can really implement also that way and then yeah, that's how we came about the student role that we might still expand in in future Nice one that you mentioned, because one of the episodes I did actually talked about the possibility of having student roles back in Nigeria. I mean, I have a student job. I go to, I work three days out of the five days in a week and I get paid. It pays my bills and I still gain the experiences and I'm still learning. It's not affecting my studies. And I think I remember talking about it. And I think the, of course, my guest at the time mentioned that there's already the issue of unemployment in the country, which could influence the possibility of having these jobs. I also think, I think I like the fact that you are able to find a way to work around it, regardless of how things are in the country. I think it's important that we round off. So firstly, um, let me hear some of your plans for what kept me up in the in the near future. Um, plans for what kept me up in the near future. Hmm. I, I, you know what kept me up media publication right so we'd like to of course cover more events uh physically as much as we can and what kept me up i remember telling someone although I, I don't know if i took it seriously i was like saying ah the what kept me up there are a lot of things that keep people up well actually and <laughs> that it's not just movies maybe at some point we have a music uh aspect a music side we have one that we deal with literature books we talk about games at some point, comic books, you get there are different pop culture and different forms of media that keep people up. That's something that we can always also open at some point, but I don't know when that's going to happen. That's just by the score. At the moment, we are solely and more definitely focused on film and film only, but that's something that can still happen maybe in five, 10 years, maybe. But then in the closest future, we just want to do a lot of things with film as much as we can. So we want to do more video content, most definitely. And yeah, and there's also like a, a parent company, like, yeah, I don't know if you've seen it on my page, Cineverbs. Okay. Yeah, so it's meant to be like, uh, it's meant to be like a PR for film in Nigeria open like a lot of these production companies and the film they they maybe it's going to be general film marketing and uh a lot of things that that's to do with film right and but then for a start at the beginning we just want to focus on consulting and uh managing maybe their social media accounts for them like a lot of these accounts and we think we can do not that we can do it better but then you might want to outsource this thing if they want to and if they don't want to we can also always consult maybe they need if they need to reach a particular goal or they have a target we can always share uh a plan with uh with them for that and yeah that's something that i'm also looking to build in deeper working with filmmakers that want that need such consultants you know now to um expand their social media pages and presence because you know the film something in nigeria is going to keep growing at this at this uh rate as yeah. one of the shock engine the head of content was joking that film is the new oil but then it's oil that is not paying yet but then yeah it's taking just taking a lot of investment and so i think we're going to reap the fruits or uh, at some point a lot of people are just shooting and shooting films and then really making films. at some point they would have to really market this thing and try to sell it and you'll be competing competing yeah quote on on quote on quote they are, they are competing for limited people's limited time and hours so you really have to make quality stuff or if not you have to find another way to get it to them and get it to their eyes and i think we can really we are looking for a way that we can help people to achieve uh, to achieve that to their pages and their social media accounts if they approach us. So that's another part of what kept, an extension of what kept me up that I would like yeah. to build. 
that sounds ambitious and I hope you're able to achieve all of that. But I also think I need to mention that when you talked about the parent company, you said Cineverbs. I don't know if you realize I pronounced the W like a German W or is that a German word? Oh, okay. Yeah, because I got it from, it was inspired by uh, German. Yeah, I have to realize when I'm maybe speaking English, I have to be saying it in the uh, English format. The inspiration for me came from uh, German language, actually. Like, uh, verbs, the, the verb um, is like W-E-R-B. So it's like verbong. So, to apply? Uh, yeah, ab- application, but this in this sense, um, advertisement or commercial, like when you I never bong like on the TV or a poster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> so that's like, so cinema, cinema and <laughs> cinema and verbong. Yeah. So most times when I'm saying it, I end up saying it in the German way, but eventually it's just going to be said in the English way, like cinewebs, but then that's going to be weird. It sounds weird, like cinewebs. It sounds weird. I mean, being that it's a German origin word, I think it makes sense to pronounce it the, the German way. But when I heard it, I was like, oh, did he know what he said? Yeah, people just tag along along the line, I guess. Yeah, I think so too. They would get, they would get used to it. All right, this has actually been an interesting um, um, discussion. So let's conclude with you Given, I mean, if we are going to advise someone who wants to start a business in Nigeria, but they are not in Nigeria, what tips would you provide from your experience? Uh, what tips? I think I'll have an, a clear idea of what you want to do. Uh, be organized. A lot of organization is needed. Have, and it's, you cannot have all the answers for all the questions, right? But then as many, as many questions you can come up with, try to provide and when I say it doesn't have to be oh what is the problem solutions to problems when when I say questions it also involves problems any problem that can spring up try to have uh, a problem a, a solution or a way forward for it as much as you can but even though because that saves you a lot of time and eventually when you are learning on it on the job other things that you pick up will just be additional uh, armor for you so but then at the start make sure that you have a clear plan of what you want to do and don't be i don't know don't let me say people don't be scared to trust but i understand why you might not want to put it just yeah try to also work on a culture right the people you want to get on board or employ you in the interview you'd see it i don't know or maybe we're just lucky and i don't even know <laughs> but then when you get when you try to sell what oh you really want you to come on board to come and do this thing to be this thing you'll see how the person maybe it's easy to know for film so when we're interviewing them i knew oh this person the really this person really showing their love for film i could be that call oh this is the culture i want to build this is the kind of person i want this is the spirit i i want around around me yeah so really pay attention to the culture the kind of even though it's not it might not be happening physically still pay attention to that culture that would exist virtually the workplace culture that what are we, what kind of spirit are we trying to build it so that also helps you to be in the same direction and target the same goal because if we didn't understand film or really they agree about film the same way would have i would have really maybe uh would have not have gotten to this uh this stage i would have maybe oh my god you guys are going to add on these reviews but i understood why it was why it was necessary, why it was important. Reviews are really an important uh, aspect, right, of building film culture, cinema culture of a society. So that part was, if it was, like, we could have just ended the relay. Like, oh, you, you critics are too harsh. I need to get to that point that will just be talking about the uh, the themes. Oh, the film talks about love and happiness and this, and it does it greatly, and that's the end of it. But then you know, we had to go really deep and all of that so that these people know that their films is more than just being films and yeah that'll be another tip and any other kind of work i would say yeah you should just build the culture work on the culture be organized have answers for problems and for solutions and you you always have to be available i guess (laughs) yeah you always have to be available yeah and make sure you have the time yeah make sure you don't start it if you have the time it takes a lot of time than you imagine being online yeah, because yeah, sometimes you're waiting for response, so you're stuck waiting, and then you cannot really do anything. And then, oh, this person has to respond, and it might be maybe they have something else that's taking them away, not to be able to respond to you, and that also happens a lot of times. Yeah, and that's what I would say. 
Right. I hope that helps anyone. And don't don't hold back. Don't wait that oh until you flesh it all out. Yeah. You learn along the way, and you make a lot of changes. You make a lot of changes. You just realize the essence of what you want to do while you're building. So just start, and then you realize it along the way. All right. Thank you very much. I mean, this has been very insightful. I've learned a little more tips because actually I wanted to start a business sometime early in the year. And when I spoke to one of my brothers, the first thing that man said to me was the issue of trust, being able to find the right people. Of course, these are conversations we hear all the time in Nigeria, but then I was very sure I just knew everything I wanted to do. Just listening to someone talk about, I'm like, ah, maybe I should give it some more time to think about it. And now you've also like confirmed that it's possible to actually see the right people if you look the right way and create the right culture. And I think also, to be fair, I also think that the part that people you're working with are doing the right thing is also a reflection of the fact that you're treating them right. Because I imagine that if you don't treat them right, they would not respond the right way. So yes, it's been interesting hearing your perspective, your experience. And I imagine that someone else too, who might have other things they are considering to do in Nigeria while living abroad would also get some perspective. So I want to say thank you very much for joining Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really pleasure. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. So I hope people can learn something from it. Yeah. All right. Thank so you. thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Jaguar Podcast. I hope you learned one or two things. Don't forget, follow us on our social media platforms on Instagram and I and Twitter on at the Jaguar Podcast. And then you can follow or subscribe to your most preferred podcast streaming platforms and share with everybody that might be interested. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.